I'm literally the backbone of my family, okay? And what I mean by that is... Say, how's the fam? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to How's the Fam, your podcast about family, friends, and growth. And you guys, you know, it's your boy. It's me. It's Tyler. And Keisha's taking a break. Keisha's usually my co-host, my lovely wife. And today, I am rocking the podcast solo. So um, today, I'm actually going to be talking about being present as a father. I'm going to be talking about just your health and how health actually is wealth. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's true, right? And then I'm also just going to wrap up kind of how Valentine's Day went since, you know, I mean, it's a relationship podcast and Valentine's Day is low-key a relationship, quote-unquote, holiday, right? And so if that sounds good to you, please stick around and enjoy today's episode, okay? And uh, right into it, y'all, being present as a father. I kind of get um, why... Fatherhood is so difficult, man. Like, it's crazy. I was watching this show called Kenan. That's right. Kenan Thompson from Kenan and Kale. Who loves orange soda? Kale loves that, that Kenan and Kale, right? And uh, Kenan, you know, he's on SNL and all this other stuff. But he finally got a sitcom, right? And in his sitcom, he had a scene. I think it's literally the last episode. There was an episode about him and his brother, right? And how he, as the oldest brother, was kind of like pushing the envelope he had the opportunity to discover what he loved. He had the opportunity to sharpen his craft and get good at what he loved so that as an adult, he could excel in it, right? And there was a flashback scene where his mom was talking to his, the younger brother. And he was like, hey, like your brother is about to go off and do this incredible thing. You don't have to follow him. Like You have to step into your own, your own path, right? And I was just like, yeah, that's so interesting, right? Because I look at my own life and I'm like, the reason I did a lot of the things that I did is because my brother low-key paved the way. Like, he was the pioneer for, like, manhood, boyhood, all these other different things, right? And so, like, me deciding to become an engineer was low-key me following in my brother's footsteps. Me deciding to play soccer was me following in my brother's footsteps. Like, me doing push-ups every night, sit-ups every night, reading books, taking vitamins, things like that. Those are all things that my own brother modeled in his life. And I low-key was a mirror, and I did the same thing in my life, right? And so I'm looking at that like, yo, siblings model each other, right? And as a father, my oldest, I have to give her the opportunity to blossom, but I also have to guide my second born in a way to where she becomes her own person and not just a shadow of her older sister, right? And it's a crazy thing. Like, you would think this is a very simple thing to accomplish, but it's been low-key more difficult than I thought. And the very first thing Keisha and I decided to try was what was taking them to school at different times. Like in our world, our daughters literally spend like our second and our firstborn, they spend almost every minute together except for when they're in school. And so our drop off would be me waking up extra early, waking them both up at the same time, getting them dressed at the same time, brushing their teeth at the same time, all these different things in the car driving drop drop the oldest off then drop the youngest head to work right and then my wife would drop and they all spend this time together right but now the way that we're trying to be intentional about low-key letting her be her own person is i will wake up early and i will only wake up the oldest the firstborn and i will get her ready for school and i'll only her ready for school i'll let the 
I left the second more sleep. And that alone has been giving so it's been yielding so many results in um in their lives. Cause what I was afraid of, I taught I hit up one of my homegirls, she's a speech pathologist. And I was just like, hey man, like my second board didn't talk in well enough to where I'm like, I'm confident in her ability to actually talk. And she was like, you know, you know, it's it's common for kids to not be able to pronounce certain words, like, you know, L's are difficult. And, you know, she's a, like, she knows her stuff. I actually, I'm going to have her on the podcast one of these days. And she was like, don't worry about it. It's going to be all good. Just make sure that she's pronouncing the words the way that she's supposed to pronounce words. I was like, bet. And so with me taking Liana, my firstborn, off to school earlier, it gives my secondborn the opportunity to spend time with Keisha, right? And in the time that she's spending with Keisha, Keisha has been telling me, like, yo, like, Melanie's having conversations. I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. It's like, she's having full-fledged sentences, full, like, like uh, I call it back and forth, right? Like, it's a, it's a conversation, a real back and forth. I talk, you talk, and then based off of what you said, I have a response. And she's like, she's doing that. And previously, she wouldn't, she would do it, but not to the extent where I was like, satisfied that she was okay you know and here's the thing like as a parent and especially as a father sometimes i do take things a little too far i'll be like hey it's like my daughter she was walking and she fell i don't understand why she fell there's something wrong and it's not like i'll take it to the doctor but i will keep an extra eye on it and also i'll remember it for like the future right because like it's the little stuff like that that is like signs for crazy stuff but again it's just me taking it too far but what we found is by separating them at certain times of the day, we have had opportunity to kind of just see who our second born truly is. Right. And like, they were like different TV shows and we're starting to kind of lean into that. Like if she likes this show, you watch that show. If you like this show, you can watch this show. Yeah. I don't have to always watch the same TV shows. And that like the Keenan episode of the mother trying to, pretty much separate the two and be like, yo, just because your brother had this spiritual gift doesn't mean that you do. Like, you have to be your own person. I don't want you to grow up with regret, that type of thing. We're trying to implement it early so that we can see some of those um, some of those benefits in their lives, right? Now, another thing is, like, my oldest, she's learning how to read, right? Like, actually read. And it's crazy because, like, the the data always pointed to you need to teach your kids phonics, right? We learned ABCs like A B C D. You know, you sing the song, all this other stuff. But kids nowadays like A for apple, I, I, apple, and they just kind of go through the letters like that. So our daughter, she's been in all these phonics-based learning places, right? And she knows phonics very well. And she's able to know what the letters are going to sound like. And that helps. It really does. But she has a character flaw that comes directly from me. And it's a simple fact. It's, it's this. Like, I don't like to fail. And as a result, when I'm in a failing situation, I will find myself, like, either extremely frustrated towards, like, you know what? Forget it all. I ain't doing none of it. Or... I find myself in a situation where I'm literally just trying to ignore the problem. Like I'll get frustrated or I try to ignore the problem. And I see my daughter literally going down the same path. And it's, it breaks my heart because as an adult, I see the character flaw. I've been dealing with it my entire life. I have 
steps in place, people in place to prevent me from falling into my own trap, my own character flaw traps. But there's nothing I can do for my own daughter. And it breaks my heart. It's like I, I could talk to her all I, all I want. I can fail in front of her and she can register. So, oh, daddy's failing, but he's still doing it. But in the moment when the frustration truly hits, she is not satisfied with her end result. And there's not much I can do when she's that frustrated, right? At first, I was like, yo, let's take a break. Let's get away from the table. But she sees me do stuff all the time, whether it be engineering stuff at home, whether it be video editing, playing video games, whatever. And she sees me get frustrated and not give up. And she's like, I'm not giving up. And I was like, man, as much as not giving up is a great thing, there are times where you do need to take a tactical break right a tactical retreat it's like yeah we can deal with this when we have a fresh mind fresh body and i can't teach i'm trying to teach her that i'm trying to pour into her but she hasn't fully accepted that pouring yet right and so uh keisha's kind of working with her now and it's just a tag team effort but this reading thing is real right and here's the thing and just because she has that major character flaw that i have she also has the same strength. When it comes to math, my daughter is a whiz. You feel me? Addition, subtraction, multiplication. I can't, I haven't figured out how to teach her division. But she's so young that it's like, hey, if you got this big of a head start in terms of mathematics, right? And here's the thing. That, that's like money math. Multiplication, addition, subtraction, division. She can count money and all this other. I'm, I'm extremely satisfied with her money, math skills, and just math skills in general. It's just the reading, right? And here's the problem. Like, I get people be like, oh, it's the public education system, education system. They're just trying to... This ain't even an education system thing. Everybody in a functioning society, you know, you need to learn how to read. I, need is a strong word. I would say reading is a, essential for certain success, right? And also, counting and math are essential for certain success too. Now, are there exceptions to the rule? Yeah, of course. There are exceptions, without a doubt. But the people who are able to read and the people who are able to do math tend to have, you know, an edge over somebody who cannot do one or the other. So being a father, watching my daughter deal with that, watching her uh, see my seeing my flaws and seeing my strengths in my daughter, it's uh it's been enlightening, it's been a journey. It uh it makes me want to talk to my parents a little more because you realize, like, man, it's like, ain't nothing new under the sun. Just because I'm, de I'm dealing with it now doesn't mean that they didn't deal with it back in the day. And it makes you really appreciate, like, having your parents in your life, right? Just having the resources, been there, done that. Like, having the same blood that's pumping in you from them. Is just being like, yeah, man, family lineage-wise, like, how do we break this, right? Or how had, did you deal with it when you saw that in me? And it's it's been eye-opening, right? And um, also, like, this, this on this fatherhood tip, I guess I'll end it, the fatherhood part like this. Like, I'm literally the backbone of my family, okay? And what I mean by that is it's not the financial piece. Because at first I was like, yo, when I first got married, it was just like, yo, provide as long as i'm providing um 
of of value to my family, right? And, and then it was just like, you know what? As long as I'm able to like support them in terms of like their being able to talk to them and being able to hear them out and be that shoulder to cry on, I am supporting my family, right? And then now it's culminated to something that's a lot more advanced, something that I can't really pinpoint in words, even though I guess I'll try, right? If I don't show up as my best self, my family doesn't operate at the highest level that it possibly can. And on one hand, it's like, obviously, if you're part of the family and you're not at a high level, the family ain't opt- operating optimally. That's not exactly... If I show up any less than my best, then the people that I love the most, my family, my three daughters, and my wife, low-key suffer, right? And the reason I know this is because, like... I had back trouble for the majority of January, right? There were things that I wanted to do in January, and I was just like, yo, this is the evolution. This is the revolution. Like, I don't know why I just rhyme, like, you know, it just, I don't know. Regardless, I was like, there were things I wanted to do in January, like my small group with my church, like the things with the youth. There were things I wanted to kick off, and I literally could not do it. Because I I don't know, like it's this bed back here, right? This is actually a new mattress. This mattress ain't gonna be here come next video. But um yeah, my mattress failed me. Like I woke up and I had like a very intense, sharp pain in my back to the point where it was like every other step was exceptionally painful. Like there I couldn't really bend over and tie my shoes. I was having a hard time standing still like just standing on both feet and balancing on both feet i could lean on one foot and be okay but as soon as i put any pressure on the other foot like the pain would just shoot up my spine i couldn't sleep i couldn't turn over in my sleep i had a hard time sitting down i had a hard, like it was bad okay and the only relief that i had was like if i had a heat pad or something and i put a heat pad on it i was cool with that and like the the moment I realized I needed to get help was I was in the car <laughs> and I parked at work and uh, one of my coworkers was like, he was watching me get out the car and he was like, dang, man. So like, you get out the car like my granddad. And keep in mind, my coworker wasn't young. I was just like, dang, that's bad. Because it would take me some time to get out the bed and not to be out the car because again, I had this sharp pain in my back and I was just like, you know what? Like, let me talk to a few people. Like, let's figure out what's going on. I know I didn't want to take any drugs or anything, so I ended up going to a chiropractor. And the chiropractor was like, yeah, what you guys, like a muscle imbalance. It's like, you probably, you know, I played soccer again. I think I mentioned that earlier in the episode. And in playing soccer, you have a plant foot. And you have, like, the pivot foot. And he was like, you've been planting and pivoting so long that, um, like, yo, your spine is doing this kind of thing right here. And, like, even just this slight shift right here in combination with the bad mattress, it's like you just got too much pressure on one side. So, you literally just, like, realign that. And, like, literally, as soon as he did it, and it made me mad I could have gotten help so much sooner. Again, character flaw, right? I could have gotten help so much sooner. As soon as he did it, I was able to walk. And although I still felt pain, and I still feel pain now, I was able to walk and I was able to function. And I was like... 
slowly but surely gaining more energy, gaining more momentum and things of that nature to the point where like now at least I'm 85% better and I'm able to lift weights. And he was like, you, yeah, you lifting weights is definitely going to help strengthen like those back muscles and stuff like that. Cause even I took like almost a whole month off from doing physical activity. Like I've gained weight from not seeking out help with my back. And so now I got to deal with the, Pretty much the cause and effect of that. And that just goes back to what I initially talked about. It was like, yo, your health is your wealth, right? And money money can only solve money problems, right? Again, I say it one more time. Money can only solve money problems. And what I mean by that is, like, let's say your parents died, right? The pain that you feel, money cannot solve, right? Or let's say that you got, like, a certain diagnosis, or like your back, like me, your back is hurting, right? It's like, on one hand, you're like, yeah, you can throw money at the problem and hopefully you get something out of it. But at the end of the day, there are certain problems that money cannot solve, right? And that's why your health is your wealth. Like being healthy allows you to have a higher level of actual wealth. And what I mean by wealth in this point is uh, like your spiritual, not spirit, yeah, pretty much your, your spiritual inheritance, right? Um, the wealth that's, that's internal, right? It's like the wealth of knowledge, the wealth of being healthy, the wealth of being able to bend, bend down and pick up your child, the wealth of being able to walk to your family members, give them a hug, right? Um, your health is your wealth. Like being able to do these things, are, it's, it's funny, like uh, there's a guy on Instagram, he had posted a reel, he's just like, you know, if you're able to breathe through both of your nostrils, just nod your head and just be grateful, you know, be grateful that you have your health. And it's true, right? But you, nobody truly appreciates being healthy until you're in a situation where you're unhealthy, right? Nobody truly appreciates being in a loving relationship, right? Until you're in a situation where you feel unloved. Me, I'm just happy that I'm able to have that back. Um, another thing that I realize is you're only as healthy as your environment allows, like low key, I'm in an environment where people are like, "Yo, Tyler, so what's wrong with you? You like, why are you walking like that?" And like, people literally show concern, and through them showing concern, they were able to kind of pour into me and be like, "Hey, man, you should try out like a chiropractor, or you should try out these stretches, or you should try alternating hot, alternate cold." And through them doing that, it's like I was able to find relief, even if the initial things were just temporary. I was able to find enough relief to where it's like I could enjoy certain aspects of life, right? Um, your environment, you can only be as healthy as your environment allows. Like, consider the foods that you eat, right? Like, there are certain places, like, actually, the place that I live, like, it, when I initially lived, moved here, there was just new constructions, like, all around. It's like people building houses here, building houses there. Like, the, the contractors and stuff, they'd be like, hey, it's like they're building a Walmart down the street. Or then they'd be like, and they're building a McDonald's there. And then they're building a jack-in-the-box over there. And I was just like, yo, it's like, why y'all building all these fast food places? Like, why we can't get a Chipotle? Like, we can't get any healthier food options, right? And so the way that they built this particular area, even though it looks nice on the surface, we have to actually travel out to get nicer foods right like not that walmart's food is bad right like walmart's food is good as long as you're getting the good stuff but the most of the stuff in walmart 
you know, it's low-key a honey trap, right? It's like, yeah, it looks good on the front end, but on the back end, you're going to have to pay at some point. Like, there's a price to be paid where you're putting your desserts right next to your fruits and stuff like that, right? And also, you know, it doesn't matter how good, how how strong your will is every once in a while, you know, if you're going to constantly be tested at some point, you, you're going to fail. And your boy, I be failing. I know how much I like to eat desserts. I'm a dessert fiend, you feel me? Uh, <laughs> but back, back to the topic at hand. So, yeah, we have to actually travel out to... Um, to get like good fast food, right? If you're going to get fast food and like pretty much what I do, since I live so far away, I'm able to pick up some of the healthier options. Like I work next to a whole foods. Like I work next, I pass like eight or nine different healthier choices on the way home. Right? So if we don't feel like we're in the mood to cook, we're not limited to where we are. Like, you know, we can get uh, some healthier food options. Um, and, and but your environment definitely dictates to the level of health that you're in. Like think about somebody in uh, not the best relationship, right? Um, they can't feel true mental, like true mental health, right? What do you call it? True mental health? That didn't sound right. That sentence sounded weird. I don't know what it is, but they can't. It's it's harder to love yourself when you're in an environment where people don't love you, right? It's harder to be to walk every single day, right? Or to do some physical activity every single day when you're not seeing people around you do that physical activity every single day. But on the contrary, let's say you are in an area where everybody walks and you see people walking their dogs, you see people walking together, you see people riding bikes. You are more likely to get up, go outside, and perform, indulge in some of those activities, right? Because your health, you know, it was up to the level of your environment. Um, I feel like I uh, overstated that one. But uh, it, it, facts are facts. Now, the pay now or pay it later thing, I think I just touched on it with, let's say you eat a dessert today, right? And, you know, the crazy thing is, like, I'm in my 30s now. So it's like, I, the things I used to do in my teens, I, could, I still feel like I could do now. But I'm definitely seeing that I cannot, right? And it's a matter of that is if if I if you're gonna do something and it is it makes you happy on the front end in terms of food, like if I eat a dessert or if I eat some fried chicken, just bet just bet on the back end I'm gonna feel some of that. And it's not that it's a bad thing, right? Because like you can enjoy your chicken, right? But everything in moderation. You can't eat chicken every single day, right? Um in fact, I don't even think I can eat chicken every single week anymore because what I realized is like if I eat too much fried foods, like I started building like a congestion up, right? And it's kind of crazy because I remember, <laughs> and if my homeboys listen, then they gonna remember this too. Like before every football game, because we was in the band, before every football game, we'll go to Wendy's. Oh no, was it Wendy's? Or was it? No, 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 I wasn't winning. We would go to Dairy Queen. Shout out if you know Dairy Queen. We get the burger. They call it the flamethrower. And we get the flamethrower with fries and a drink. And we would go get that. Listen, we'd listen to T Pain and my Dodge Dakota on the way to get the burger. We get our burger, eat that, and then head back to go back to the band hall. Good times. Good times, man. That flame they don't even set the flamethrower ain't even on the menu no more. But you know, it is what it is. But I could do that and 
I didn't have to deal with the ramifications of eating the jalapenos, eating the fries, and drinking the soda, right? Not only did I do it, but we would go out there, we would march and do the whole game thing and all this other stuff. And, you know, I I was in incredible shape back then, so I was like, you know, it ain't nothing for it ain't nothing for somebody in shape to do some band stuff, right? But now, let's say I were to do the same thing. Let's say I were to find a flamethrower and I would eat that burger with jalapenos on it, right? Not only that, I was to eat all the fries and I was to get a Sprite, which I don't even really drink carbonated drinks like that no more. But let's say I was to get the Sprite and then I would just to walk around the block. Man, I might pass out by the time I get back home. <laughs> if I ate all that stuff and then immediately went for a walk, oh, it'd be a whole wrap. But it's just because if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna do something, you're either gonna pay on the front end or you're gonna pay on the back end. If it's something that makes you truly, truly happy in the front end, sometimes you're gonna have to pay for it on the back end. On the contrary, maybe you already paid it for it. Like maybe you already put the work in. So if you've already put the work in, then you're already on the back end, so you can go ahead and enjoy it. Regardless, whether you pay now or pay later, where you've already paid it before, at some point a price has to be paid. That's that's kind of what I'm trying to say. And I'm ending out with Valentine's Day. Now I'm just gonna let y'all know my side of Valentine's Day. So interestingly enough, um, I actually started planning out my content for Valentine's Day in January. My back was hurting. So I didn't finish all the videos, you know, whatever. You know, it is what it is. But uh, I came up with this training. It was called the perfect picker, right? And I do consider myself a perfect picker, a perfect picker for gifts, right? Especially for people I don't know. Now, I am a perfect picker for gifts for people I don't know. That does not mean I'm a perfect picker for gifts in my own family. Now, the kids, easy, super easy. Flowers, candy, good to go, right? Or a balloon, candy, good to go. Which that's exactly what I did, and. Um, Pro tip for the people who do have kids, one of the things that you could do if your kids are like in middle school or high school, right? You can actually hit up the high school, give them an anonymous gift, you know, you can do two. You can do one from daddy, one anonymous gift. You just give that to them. It costs like not a lot at all, and it brings a smile to their face. Super cool, right? And then later on in life, you can be like, oh, yeah, I used to give you all of those. And they'd be like, no, you didn't. It's like, Yes, I did. Because your daddy loves you. But uh, this is a pro tip. But um, yeah, I do consider myself a perfect picker. And um, I picked a gift. And, you know, it, it flowed. It flowed pretty decent. Um, but I, honestly, I don't think it's about the gifts that you give. I think it's about the story that you present while giving the gift, right? And that's actually where I messed up. I was supposed to, like, I had the whole presentation kind of planned out. But so many things went wrong, all right? It's like the flowers from my wedding. Like, we have a local florist, right? And I hit her up. I was like, yo, you know, you know, the florist in the area. I want to give you some business. Like, you know, and like, can you do these flowers? She's like, oh, that's going to be kind of tough. You know, this, that, and the other. I was like, well, if you can't do it, just let me know. But I would like these flowers. Lo and behold, she was able to do it. And I actually, I've paid a premium, like, like 80 bucks for those flowers because it was like out of season and all this other stuff right and, but you know you got to start early and she sold my flowers before i got off of work and i was just like you you you, you kidding right and she was like nah i sold <laughs> i sold your flowers all right and i was like yeah that's crazy that you would do something like that you realize 
You just lost a customer forever. I'm never coming back. On top of that, I bought Keisha um, these drinks. I got I got her the Kobe editions of the under not Under Armour, Under Body Armors because we like to drink those Body Armor joints. They're good, man. You know you like what you like. So um, we got her the Body Armor. I got her the Body Armor, the Kobe edition. She loves the Lakers. She loves Kobe. Obviously, what happened happened, and I knew she liked that. So I had the flowers. I had the thing, and then I was like, I, w- I was gonna get her, I was gonna get her the flowers, but the flowers didn't work out. I got I ended up getting her perfume to like, cause I mean, if you're gonna spend eighty bucks and you're getting your eighty bucks back, and you might you might as well get somebody something like nice that's gonna last for a long time. So I ended up getting her perfume, but the perfume that I wanted to get her was sold out, and cause she she wants like a a, a grown woman fragrance. <laughs> And I was like, I did my research. I kind of smelled some around. I talked to a few people. And I was like, well, well, apparently these three are the grown woman fragrance. I called Ulta Beauty to reserve it. But they were like, oh, yeah, you can only reserve for two hours. I ended up staying late at work. So all the things considered, I didn't generate the own. My, the, I didn't even go through my own playbook that I created. Every Each piece that I wanted to give Keisha had was supposed to have a story. And what ended up happening was I was like, here, take it all. I'm tired. Like, this is your stuff. And she actually did an incredible job because she bought me tacos. And real talk, that's all I ever be wanting. Like, even when I was a kid, Keisha bought me these honey buns one time. And I was like, I love that woman. You know, I was like, oh, love her. And uh, it was just honey buns, bro. Like, but, you know, she know the way to my heart. <laughs> and she bought me a lot of tacos too. And then she hit me with the. I was like, "Baby, you gonna finish that?" She's like, "Nah, you can have it." Oh, my heart! I felt like the Grinch. You grew three sizes too big. But um, that was Valentine's Day in a nutshell. And here's the thing: like Valentine's Day ain't a real holiday. And Loki, I got to do better throughout the year anyway. So you know, it's okay that I didn't just knock it out the park. The gift-giving stuff that I gave the people on Instagram, the gift-giving stuff I'm giving you guys right now, it's stuff that you're supposed to do periodically throughout the year. Anytime you give a gift, make sure there's a story behind it. Tell the story. Get other people involved. I promise you, you will knock it out the park every single time if you're able to do that. But you got to be a perfect presenter. You can't be a perfect picker without being a perfect presenter, right? So next year, I will be getting this stuff in hand early. I'm not going to even wait for the day in hand early. And um, that's how Valentine's Day went. So we've already talked about fatherhood at the very beginning. Then we talked about health as well. We're ending it with Valentine's Day. You guys, every episode ends with this segment we call Words of Encouragement, okay? Well, before we do Words of Encouragement, if you're watching YouTube, please like this, subscribe, and let me know what you want us to talk about in the future. And if you're listening to the podcast version, yo, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review. You You know, man, it helps. And last but not least, share the podcast with somebody who would appreciate what was said, okay? Now, um, words of, the words of encouragement I have for the people is you got to invest in yourself, all right? Yeah, I, do, I looked at my notes. You got to invest in yourself because you are worth it, right? And it's funny because, like, a lot of us here today, it's like, you're worth it, you're worth it, you're worth it. But in investing in yourself, when we don't exactly know how. So here's some tangible things that you can take to the bank that can 100% improve you, right? First thing being, read a book. 
So that's simple. Read a book cover to cover, something that you've always wanted to read about on a topic that interests you, right? And then after you've read that book, actually apply what was said in that book to your life, right? Talk about it with other people. And as you talk about it with other people and engage in conversations, they'll have a book recommendation. You pick up that book and you continue on that train because reading, okay, like reading and learning are addictive, right? Um, the next thing, low, change the environment of people that you're associating with, right? Literally just have an idea of who you want to become and find people who, who have already achieved some level of that and learn from them. Like literally learning through association. It's a real thing, right? There are people who go to college who are like, you know, when they first get to college, like just an average run of the mill type of dude. And then when they graduate, it's like, yo, they walk, they talk different. It's because they were in a different environment. And your environment can literally drive you to new heights. But it can also push you down to new lows, right? So uh, find an environment of people that you kind of aspire, that you kind of want to aspire to. And you rock that out. Like you, you rock it. You get around them as often as you can. You engage in conversations with those people as often as you can. And then lastly is you need to find a mentor, right? If, you can, if you're able to find a mentor, it's one of the best investments that you can find having yourself, right? A mentor is somebody who, who's been there, done that, and can literally show you the path, right? They can literally lighten the yellow brick road to your success. And again, if it costs you a little money along the road, just know investing in yourself is 100% worth it, right? Um, having a tangible skill, right? Having a skill is uh, it's worth it. Like you, Having a skill will, again, propel you to new heights. And invest in yourself because you are worth it. You guys, thank you for listening to House of Fam. If you made it all the way this far, I love you. I appreciate you. And hey, man, you heard it here on House of Fam. Y'all be blessed.